You good? You want to go back? Yeah, I'm super good. How good? Uh, like I just like how qualified super good? it. I said I was super good. But I want like uh, I don't trust super. You know, it's semantically vague. Exceedingly good. Hmm. I mean, I don't know what you want from me. I say super like I mean it. That is what I want from you. You're hired. How do you know? She told me she loves me. But how do you know? Cause she really lies. How do you know? Don't push and don't shove me. Hello, it's the Doom to Fail podcast. My name is Tim Dobbs, and with me, as ever, it's Catherine Yogurt Cogurt. Hey, Tim. My last hey, name Catherine. rhymes with yogurt. That's true. We um, so we went we went to a, a party once where you took advantage of this. Is That's this a story true. worth telling? That's true. Oh, you hated that party. It's really a shame. I, it, we've blown up how much I hated that party in the past. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't the best party. <laughs> I do feel bad about shooting marshmallows all over those people's apartment that was great though should we explain <laughs> this i'm pretty sure we've done it in the podcast before i think we talked about it on the halloween podcast sure well so the 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 important connection i think is that uh so the the basically the gist of the party was come as come in costume as a pun on your name yes right? yes okay and so i got a marshmallow gun and i was tim gunn which not everybody gets, but I thought it was good enough. My name is hard to do this with, guys. But Catherine, you Mine went is as obvious. I went as mm-hmm. yogurt because my last name rhymes with yogurt, and I'm really proud of that. <laughs> I really rock that. So th- it's a, yeah, you're you're making it work. Mm-hmm. As Tim Thanks, Gunn would Tim say. Thanks, Tim Gunn. <laughs> mm. um, yeah. So that brings us right to our topic today, which is yogurt. Uh, so how did how has your name rhyming with yogurt affected your relationship with the food stuff? I'm well, curious. you know, when I was young, you know, because when we were young, I don't know. Sometimes it feels like you were born in another century than me. But mm. <laughs> when we yeah. were young, we had velocipedes and <laughs> cotton gins. <laughs> uh, when we were young, gogurt was the thing. Oh yeah, it was totally radical. Yeah. So I, if anything, it complicated my relationship with Gogurt because nobody was talking about yogurt. It was all Gogurt. <laughs> gogurt was so in. <laughs> it completely eclipsed yogurt. Is that really what it was like? Was it like uh, yogurt basically didn't even exist in the circles you ran in? It was all about Gogurt now. <laughs> it was all. It must have. like a. Belgian, a, a young like Belgian fashionista <laughs> child who's in your in your in your school, and he's like, uh, "Yogurt is so out. It's all about gogurt now." I think yogurt was so out that yogurt left the child consciousness at my school. <laughs> well, you know, ever since Franz started dictating what's in and what's out. Yeah. No. Exactly. Nobody ever called me Catherine Yogurt. It was always Catherine Gogurt or Catherine Cougar, which I was always like, you're missing a really good one here. <laughs> if people call you Catherine Cougar, like, no, there's a way better thing to make fun of my name with. But they should have gone with yogurt is what you're saying. I should have gone with yogurt or Gogurt. <laughs> Both acceptable. <laughs> uh, gogurt, man, I don't know. It, but like Gogurt's super gross, though. Like now that we're adults, can we, yeah. can we agree on that or? Yeah. You remember the freezing the gogurt thing? No. It just makes a popsicle. Uh, 
Yeah, you put it in a freezer and then it's a yogurty popsicle. (laughs) No, I don't think I'm on board with this, guys. (laughs) Frozen yogurt. I guess frozen yogurt's okay, but that's because they like churn it, right? Like when you make ice cream, you don't just freeze cream or you don't just freeze yogurt to make frozen yogurt. No, you churn it like you would, like you would cream to make ice cream. Yeah. Hmm. But so, yeah, I don't know if gogurt would have turned out that right anyway. I mean, basically, it's so it's thinner than regular yogurt, right? Or is it is it legitimately just yogurt in a tube? You know, I think you can't have any fruit parts in your gogurt. That's gonna muck up the processing, the tube filling. Yeah, definitely. So it's just pureed totally, and it I remember it as being a little bit uh, less viscous than regular yogurt. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It, it is thinner. But I mean, that could just mm. be our memory. Well, so that's interesting because um, so yogurt is actually. Have you ever have you ever made yogurt? No, I've never made yogurt. It's just uh, bacteria, right? Just straight up bacteria. <laughs> straight up, you just like pour it out of a, a, a vial from the movies. Oh, that's <laughs> awful. <laughs> that was a that was a bold try. It was a valiant effort. <laughs> You know, sometimes, sometimes you just need to start jumping off the edge of a sentence before you, you, you just assume the sentence is going to catch you at the end. Like, I'm going to figure my way out of this. And uh, sometimes it does not work. Sometimes it doesn't like that. Anyway. Time. But it was a valiant effort. Yeah. The, the standard for making yogurt in your home, not industrially, is uh, you just add yogurt to milk. So, and that's basically culturing the bacteria by moving it over. Yeah. So you're just making more yogurt out of your yogurt. And when I heard that, I was like, well... You already have yogurt, so (laughs) isn't this cheating? Well, so the only time that this ever made sense for me, one, I just wanted to try it because it was a cool idea. But uh, at my old work, we used to get a gallon of milk for the office because I wanted milk in my coffee. Um, And oh, those little creamers, man, they're just so gross. The little like I have the little Almond Joy ones at work. I like them. Uh, well, you know what? If No, if you're looking for like a sweet creamer, that's great. But if I like just want coffee with like a little bit of cream in it, then ugh, because all, all that stuff is right. So the little half and half that you don't need to refrigerate, it's just cream that they, um, they, they didn't pasteurize it, which is what you do with normal milk, which is raising it to an elevated temperature and back down. They... Help me out here. What's the one where you get rid of all the bacteria? They so I swear it begins with an S. Uh, they rub it alcohol on it. <laughs> on the milk. <laughs> Yum. <laughs> um. No. 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 They they sanitize. I guess is what you'd say. Okay. That doesn't seem right. They filter it. Uh, this is killing me. Anyway, they they like. Uh, basically, they bring it up to a much higher temperature and get rid of all the bacteria in it, which means you don't need to refrigerate it because it's sterilized. Sterilized. Yes. <laughs> Go team doomed to fail. Go team. Um, ugh, that was just bugging me. And uh, and the side effect of them having done that is uh, the milk tastes awful because they broke down all the good tasting things in it. And probably the proteins as well. Proteins don't like high temperatures. Yeah, exactly. And so it's like not even really even milk anymore. It's like white water. It's burnt milk. It's, ugh, I just hate it. <laughs> so... This is why we had a gallon of milk in our in our office fridge okay. every uh, every week, 
And the problem was she kept buying, the office manager kept buying gallons of milk, even though, like, I needed a little bit in my you coffee need, like, every day. maybe a tablespoon at most. Yeah. Like, honestly, like a pint would have been okay, probably. <laughs> um, but you kept getting gallons. And so right as it approached the expiration date every time i'd be like well we can't just leave this here it's just going to be gross so i would go in and take the three quarters of a gallon left and bring it home and make yogurt out of it because it was about to expire so you had to you know do something with it right and so i overtook whatever bacteria were going to eat the milk because it was going bad and spoil it with yogurt bacteria probiotics probiotics exactly right that's what they are right they're probiotics well, yeah, isn't a probiotic is just bacteria that's not bad for you, or oh, that is okay. actively good for you. Positive biotics. There you go. Huh. <laughs> it sounds like something from a face scrub. <laughs> I think it is from several face scrubs. Oh, that's why they've they've really got into my brain. Ah, oh, those face scrub commercials. <laughs> so that's the uh, that's the only way it really makes any sense. I think is like when you have free milk. Because then it's just like, well, I've got a little bit of yogurt left. Let me turn all of this free milk into more yogurt. Because I don't really want the milk. And when we come back, more about yogurt. Back on the Doom to Fail podcast, talking about yogurt, yogurt, cogurt, gogurt. These are all all acceptable ways to refer to me. Yeah. I don't mind. We're building the nicknames. So the thing that I was kind of getting all around to eventually on that very long story about yogurt making uh, was that when you when you make yogurt like this with this method, which is essentially put yogurt into milk and then uh, leave for <laughs> twelve hours, like. You're supposed to keep the temperature around like 105 degrees because that's the bacteria that uh, that's the temperature they like. Oh, I see. Yeah. But that's really hard to do without equipment. I actually used to turn my oven on, which goes only to 170. It won't go lower than that. So I turn it on for like five minutes and then shut it off and then put the yogurt in there and be like, it'll be kind of warm. <laughs> well, but so when you make yogurt that way, it turns out pretty runny. So perhaps... uh, That seems like you're not giving it enough time then. No, it actually, like, it's kind of done. It just has a lot of water left over into it. Oh, I see. Yeah. And so the way that you stop this from happening is actually you can thicken the milk by putting sort of dried instant milk in, which is, I guess... It's dehydrated milk, right? Yeah. So it's milk proteins and stuff, essentially. Mm -hmm. Uh, Things that the bacteria would want to eat. And so you're basically making it a super rich milk now. And if you stir that into the milk and then put the yogurt in, then it turns into something more like the creamier yogurt we're used to. I gotcha. Yeah. So perhaps yogurt was the more natural, surprisingly, of of the yogurts. You know, actually, what I bet they did is they made normal yogurt. Like, they probably put it through a cheesecloth, right? I imagine that's what they... Not not like like an industrial cheesecloth. Whatever the industrial analog of a cheesecloth is. Are those are those essentially uh it's just bigger, right? <laughs> yeah. They put it through some sort of filtering system to get out the water. That's what I imagine they do. 
Well, that's um, so you can make Greek yogurt that way, that Greek style where it's yeah. like really, really creamy. Super creamy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've done that, too, is where you put the yogurt basically. You could do this with regular yogurt you buy from the store. This is news you can use. You throw yogurt into a coffee filter and the water will slowly drip out into the bottom of, you know, whatever vessel you've got it in. And then like a day later, you have Greek yogurt. I have yet to come up with a way that this is economical. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'll save money by not buying Greek yogurt. And then it was like, no, this is so much work. Yeah, and Greek yogurt isn't really that much more expensive. No, it's not. <laughs> you just like to be involved with the with the food process. Yeah, you know, I really like to be, you know, close to my food, you know. You just want to be included. Exactly. I just wish oh, I just wish the food would like let me into its world. <laughs> So back to Gogurt. Okay. What I'm saying is they probably th- thickened it and then they added water to it. <laughs> 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 or like sugar water. <laughs> I Oh, gosh. I Okay, maybe. Because I was going to say, I like to think some engineer went, this isn't really the best way to do this. <laughs> but uh, but if it's sugar water, then of course, that's the best way. Honestly, they probably from, from a value engineering standpoint, they should have just like slowly reduced the amount of yogurt they put in. <laughs> it was just pink sugar water. And kids were like, awesome. You know what? You know what that would be? That would be one of those um, flavor ice pops. You know those? The otter pops. Otter, otter pops? Otter pops. Yeah. Is that what they're called? I've never heard yeah. of this. Otter pops. Mm. Otter pop. Really play with it. <laughs> Rolling around in the mouth. Not unlike yogurt. I mean, so yogurt is like, I don't know, it's got like an earthy, crunchy reputation. Like, is yogurt perceived as gross in the larger world? Is it like Brussels sprouts? I, I don't think so. No. So why not? Because <laughs> uh, I don't think most people know that it's made of bacteria. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, m- most good things are. Actually, yeah. Let uh, let me think about that. I feel Jeez. like almost all my favorite foods are the result of bacterial processing. Oh well, you can't say the result of. I'm saying made of. That's cheating. Well, uh, in in that. Okay, so like you're saying, cheese doesn't really count. Yeah. Because there's no bacteria left in there. Yeah, I guess it does get dried. I mean, there's bacteria in there, but I guess not to the same extent. Yeah. Blue cheese, though. Blue cheese. Okay, I'll include blue cheese. Although it's not a bacteria. Mold is a... Uh, I'm going to say some sort of living organism that's slowly eating it and like... You're essentially eating the organism's waste. Oh, wait, no. No, I don't know what I'm saying. Nope, nope. That's that's alcohol. You're thinking of alcohol. Yeah. Well, same with blue cheese, right? No, it's mold, right? Isn't it actually mold? Okay. Which is I'm ready to include mold in this category. Yeah, I'm just trying to remember what mold is. Like It's a fungus. Oh gosh, I think we're wrong. I don't think so. All right. Well, let's 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 leave this one to the show notes, I guess. Okay. Is it fungus? Well, I'm going to feel very good when I'm right in the show notes. All right. Great. We'll give you a gold star in the show notes. Good. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do it. with all your gold stars? <laughs> Where do I keep them? Yeah. Oh, in my diary. Oh, okay. What else goes in your diary? Uh, you know, boys I like, uh, yeah. how much I hate my science teacher, Mr. Rickles. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, that's right. Don Rickles is my science teacher. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's so mean. 
And then at the end of the class, he just goes, I kid, I'm really a nice guy. Which, <laughs> but it's like, it's too late. You just spent 45 minutes yelling at us. You didn't even teach us science. You can't say, I'm really a nice guy to prove that you're a nice guy. That's not how it works. Yeah, absolutely not. You have to, you have to show. Show, don't tell. First, first yeah. rule of teaching and literature and um, living your life well lived. Well said, Tim. I might hang on to that. That's, that's another one of those. A, a classic Tim fortune cookie piece of wisdom. <laughs> Show, don't tell. Oh, he seems smart. Maybe that does make sense if I just think about it for a while. All right. Well, we'll be right back continuing our talk about yogurt on the Doom the Pill podcast. <laughs> And we're back on the Doom to Fail podcast talking about yogurt and all things yogurt-like. Any kind of dairy, any kind of dairy that is <laughs> processed by... We should talk about this for a second. Uh, okay. Like, what's actually going on with yogurt and why it's not just old milk. Uh, it's right basically, bacteria, right? It's pro- yeah, it's uh, not unlike <laughs> alcohol. It is the product of bacteria eating some stuff and turning into some other stuff like a bunch of little factories yeah and i think one of the big differences uh well the bacteria basically is not still around in alcohol correct whereas it it's it's continuing Uh, to live you're actually eating the culture i mean if you'll recall from our beer podcasts sometimes they'll filter it out and sometimes they won't like pilsner is cloudy because the yeast some of the yeast is still in there hmm well there you go although i think it's it's still generally it's, it's dead. dead it's yeah. dead yeast but yeah it can't Whereas survive in, the yogurt, in that I, kind of environment well it reaches a uh I, I was reading about this yesterday so uh my roommate and i are making sake because we found a recipe and it was just like well now that they've put it in front of us we have to <laughs> um and so we got we got in an argument about how much yeast to add and whether adding too much yeast was a problem and Which of, side of were course, you on? Uh, well, I didn't want to waste the yeast. Um, we we actually both didn't think it was a problem, but we were nitpicking <laughs> because we had we had time to kill because we still had to wait for the rice to finish cooking, and uh, so we were arguing about why it may or may not be a problem. So I, I was rereading my old uh, bioculturing books about um, how. Uh, bacterial cultures start by growing real fast and then they level off the population stays about the same uh-huh. and then they drop off and the population slowly dies off and the reason that they go to that level off phase is that they reach a certain point where either their nutrition it's not that they're out of nutrients it's just that like a specific nutrient isn't really readily available anymore so they can still eat they still get like energy but they're missing like nitrogen or something and so they go like hey guys why don't we go into coast mode for a while until we can figure out this nitrogen thing or alternatively they just produce enough waste like in the case of sake or uh, any alcohol and they they kill themselves well no they haven't necessarily killed themselves yet they just sort of can't it it can't support further growth but they can support themselves at this level oh okay. so yeah they don't so they start end up poisoning just themselves out. no that's when you actually get to um okay so like in the case of like a beer or a, a sake or whatever yeah um 
So the point where they level off is where it's like, well, there's kind of a lot of alcohol around, and anytime another um, another yeast cell grows, then it produces a bunch of alcohol right next to its like parent yeast cell. Uh, okay. In quotes. Um, and then basically they're too dense, right? And so when they're right next to each other, basically shooting alcohol at each other, which is poison, one of them dies or they both die, right? So that's just, it's too dense. It's right. not that there's too much alcohol. It's that there's the yeast themselves are too close to each other. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, it still kind of sounds like they're poisoning each other. But in the death, well, the difference is there are still parts of the culture where the alcohol concentration is not too high. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. So when they actually get to the death phase is when the alcohol concentration in the entire culture is too high. It's just oh, too see. much now. Okay. It would be like um it'd be like a super soaker fight where <laughs> you wouldn't want you wouldn't want to hang out right next to me because I'd just be spraying water at you constantly because you don't have a super soaker. <laughs> yeah. Whereas uh it would be okay to stand like 20 feet away cuz I can't really reach you there. But since we're only we're we're in a small locked room, since we are all spraying our super soakers all the time, eventually we're going to flood the room and then we'll we'll die. Oh, I gotcha. Okay. Yeah, like so that's the difference. It's like <laughs> it's a super soaker issue. So, uh but but as far as I understand that in yogurt that doesn't really happen. Everything just kind of gets into that cruise phase, I guess. I don't know. I actually I don't really understand the difference. They go dormant. They run out of nitrogen, so they go dormant. Maybe huh. type of thing. I don't know. It's the sort of thing we ought to know. This isn't a science podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a bacteria, though, called Lactobacillus delbrueckii, subspecies Bulgaricus. Mm-hmm. And the other common one is Streptococcus thermophilus, in addition to a bunch of other stuff. And I like that you pointed out that Lactobacillus just means, like, lactase bacteria, because that's what it eats. Yeah, like uh, I was looking at uh, sulfur removal. Thiobacillus eats sulfur. <laughs> ah, these people, these these these, these namers. These My damn God, namers. These people. <laughs> I'm I'm the Mickey Rooney for the taxonomy set. Great. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so what it does is it basically, as as you said, it eats lactose and turns it into something else. I I feel like having looked up the bacteria itself is plenty of research. <laughs> But, I'm curious, there's a real divide here, and an important one. Do you go, like, fruit on the bottom, or do you go, like, should it be flavored, pre-flavored? How do you oh, feel about I, this? Um, I, I like my fruit. I like big chunks of fruit. Mm. I don't mind if they're on the bottom. I, I don't know. I guess I kind of prefer it. It's fun to mix them up. Because that's, I mean, that's half the fun. Yeah. I feel like an active participant in my yogurt. Exactly. And I'm I'm here like a chump making yogurt from old old office milk. <laughs> and and you're just getting the you're getting the, your rush from stirring up the yogurt. Yeah. I mean, you can stir in fruit too. Oh, yeah. Well, so I mean, but that's so that's usually what I do is I buy plain yogurt and then mix in my fixins, not unlike Cold Stone Creamery. <laughs> do you go it's with the love the it size or the like it size? Heaven forbid you call it small and medium. That's what annoys me most about Cold Stone Creamery. Wait, do they stop you? I've, I've been to like a Cold Stone once. You cannot they, say they... small. You cannot say medium. <gasps> That's so tyrannical. Exactly. This is why I accept Starbucks's absurd naming practices. Is because they don't blink when I just say small, medium, large. Because mm-hmm. that's what I say. Mm-hmm. Because I don't like feeling silly. 
Yeah. I love it. Like it. That's that's that is obnoxious. I imagine I've told you about the um the restaurant that I went to that had all the food dishes were named things called like I am fierce. Oh yes, I, I am this. fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same thing. It's like, oh guys, it's just broccoli. Or <laughs> like can't we just I will not I will not be a part of your branding effort. Yeah, that's I, I hate that indoctrination attitude yeah. that some well, establishments exactly. have. It's 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 mm. branding is to be is to be thrown at me, not like not not like I I am become branding. I I don't need that, you know. <laughs> exactly. Ugh. Before you know it, I'll just be tweeting about McDonald's. I don't know. <laughs> it was a valiant effort, Tim. Well, Twitter has this Twitter has this uh this kind of vibe to it too, I've noticed because so, have you ever used the social networking platform Twitter? Yes, I have used the social networking platform Twitter. So, one of the, um, like like many software things in our world now, uh, it's basically around just giving you little, like, serotonin surges. Yeah. So, like, you know, you're, you're trying to get as many little favorite stars or whatever. I you know, suppose. Like, I mean, yeah. I guess that's one approach to it. No, no, no. I mean, I, I'm not going to pretend Twitter is... Uh, as we talked about last week, uh, gamification, where all it is is just, "Who I'm going to tell you to do a thing, and then you're going to do it, and that's going to make you feel okay. <laughs> um, no, I, Twitter certainly has a lot of uses, but I think one of the things about it, uh, especially if you're a certain type of user, you're not like a, a megastar or something. You're John's Hodgman's um, of the world. You're Hodgman's uh, John. <laughs> so, so one of the things that happens is you go you say something like uh let's take john hodgman for instance you know i go like you know really enjoyed at hodgman's latest uh book or whatever sure and let's just say i don't i don't think he would respond to that but a, a certain type of positive celebrity would be like oh i should retweet that or i should you know like because they like hearing that they're getting praise and then you as the person writing that or at least it seems that way because this happens a lot i've been noticing um they kind of were like oh yay i got retweeted like this person that i like acknowledged me and so there's there's apparently there's some kind of impetus for people to basically just advertise because they like this idea of the thing that they like you know popping back at them yeah i mean i think there's a difference between, let's say, uh, Todd Berry, like retweeting somebody who likes his new podcast, and uh, Firestone Tires retweeting someone who's like, "Love my new Firestone Tires." <laughs> that's that's true. Because Todd Berry is a person, and he like personally cares that you like, you know, his podcast and the the media that he's putting out. Uh, Firestone Tires is a, a soulless corporation. <laughs> Well, I think that's the more interesting case, though, <laughs> because who is running the Twitter account? I must know. No, I, I agree. It is the more interesting case. Um, but like I'm saying that's a totally different situation. No, I mean, I, I think you're right, but I think people do that. Well, I mean, that's even weirder. So, like, I kind of understand your Todd Barry or John Hodgman or whatever, because it's just like, hey, I like this guy's stuff. And, you know, he seems cool or whatever. Like, you legitimately want to support him. It's not like either of them are you know, raking in the dough. Those those Apple commercials aren't on anymore, John Hodgman. Um, 
I mean, they're they're guys. They're individuals, is what I'm saying, with thoughts and feelings. Sure, it, exactly. But this thing happens with like Firestone tires as well. I I guess so. I don't think it happens as often. It's it's a whole other world, Catherine. There are things on Twitter you would never believe. Like, <laughs> yeah, I people guess people so. are engaging with brands all the time. <laughs> okay, fine, whatever. <laughs> I guess my feeling is that okay, yeah, that happens. But I don't. I just want to know why. I'm not saying I'm not trying to pass judgment on it. I just want to know what they're doing. <laughs> no, why, Tim? Go and explore that. Well, now I'm sad because you have not validated me. I'm afraid of what the answer will be. It's the answer is they're probably just awful people. <laughs> anyway, like I said, not judging. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's yogurt. Mixing in the fruit. Mixing in the social commentary. All in one big bundle. That's what you get here on the Doom to Fail podcast. And until next week, do your best to get that elsewhere. <laughs> All right, now. None of my brain is working. Okay. You want me to close out? Uh, why, why don't you do it for me? All right. <clears throat> this has been the Doom to Fail podcast. Uh, we talked about yogurt, and it was good. And that's Tim Dobbs over there. And Catherine Cogart over here. Bye. Bye. <laughs>